0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Building Confidence with me, Sue Reed, here to help you build your self-confidence by talking to guests every week on a wide variety of topics relating to confidence. Now, as well as hosting this podcast, I am also a confidence coach and writer. I now have a free weekly newsletter called Confidence Matters, and I'll put the details in the show notes in case you're interested. So now with no further ado, let's jump into the episode. So you'll notice this week, I don't have a guest with me and that's because I thought I'd start something new and do some solo episodes where it's just me on my own. So they will be a lot shorter and let me know what you think of them. So just to kick off, I thought I would talk about people pleasing a little bit. If you are a people pleaser, so this is the type of person that basically wants to please everyone else. So you put everybody else's needs before your own. This can be a bad thing. It can be bad for your health. It doesn't actually do anybody any good in the long run. So this chat episode that I'm doing now is based on an article I wrote on medium.com on people pleasing. Years ago, I worked with a lady called Helen. Helen was kind and sweet and everyone joked about the fact that she basically ran the office. She would arrive early and she'd leave late. She was always doing stuff for other people. Every. Kind of two or three times a day, she'd be walking around the office saying, does anybody want a coffee? Does anybody need any stationery? You know, I'm popping out. Does anybody want anything? Whatever you needed, Helen was there. She was like the little office puppy, really sweet and ready and willing to go and fetch for you at any time. But unfortunately, when the company started making cutbacks, Helen was made redundant. Helen thought that she was an invaluable asset to the company because of all the extra things she did over and above her own work. But the problem is the company said that Helen didn't show enough initiative in her role. She lacked ideas and her work wasn't at the expected level because she'd focused on other people instead of on her own work. So she is, I don't know whether she still is because I haven't seen her for years, but she was what is known as a people pleaser. And she wanted people to feel that she was an asset to the company, but instead she just made herself expendable. If you're the type of person that always puts everyone's needs before your own, and if that then makes you feel resentful at times, because you feel people just don't appreciate everything you do for them, Maybe also you are exhausted from being taken for granted, but still you can't stop saying yes to other people when they make a request. If you are constantly doing that, then I need to tell you, you run the risk of burning out. And I know as a recovering people pleaser myself, so people pleasers on the surface, they want to appear that they're making everybody else happy. They always seem to be kind and helpful and they always seem cheerful. Like all humans, they have a need to be loved and wanted. But where people pleasers differ is they are more afraid of rejection. Their kindness just comes from that fear and insecurity. They're happy to help other people and never actually say what they want. So they'll go along with everybody else. So if they're going out to a restaurant, they won't choose a restaurant. They won't choose what time to meet. They sometimes won't even choose their own food off the menu. They'll wait to see what everybody else orders because they don't want to look different. They tell themselves that other people's needs are more important than their own. And they want everybody else's life to be easy, making their own life difficult. They're basically just putting everybody else before them. And this self-sacrificing behavior usually starts in childhood. So at some point, the people pleaser will have felt rejected. And that rejection could have been by a parent, by a caregiver, by a teacher. There's a thing called attachment theory, which was pioneered by the British psychiatrist, John Balby. And he indicated how rejected children, children that felt rejected as a young child, can grow up to be people pleasers. Not always, but sometimes. Because children are wired to form an attachment to their caregiver to ensure their survival. And Balby's theory is that Where this attachment feels that it's been broken in early childhood, the child then feels rejected and craves approval elsewhere. And these internal wounds can be carried into adulthood. I can certainly trace my people-pleasing back to childhood because I didn't believe that my parents loved me. I've mentioned this before in other episodes. i They probably did. I'm not saying they didn't. They were never cruel or anything, but they weren't the type of parents that showed any affection and they were strict as well. So there was a a definite feeling of lack of love and constant disapproval. And yes, from that, I did feel rejected. I have a memory of school trips and other children being dropped off by their parents and their parents carrying their suitcases, helping them on the coach, waving them off goodbye. And there was me walking up the road, carrying my own suitcase all alone, nobody to wave me goodbye at all. And just thinking to myself, would anybody really care if I never even came back? Would anybody even notice for a while if I hadn't come back? And at school, because my father was strict, anything less than 100%, anything less than a straight A was a failure. So there was no second place. The second place was the first loser in my dad's eyes. So not being particularly bright at school because I didn't like it because I was so shy. You can imagine how this made me feel. And particularly when my younger sister did always get straight A. She was the clever one. And I always thought my father thought that she was the winner and I was the loser. So you need to stop people pleasing. Always be in everyone else's doormat might make you feel wanted, but eventually, like I've said, this behavior will damage your physical and mental health. Because you might be neglecting your own needs, cancelling your plans in order to work late or missing your workout because a family member wants a favour doing. And when we've got more on our plate than we can cope with, our stress levels go up. And worrying about other people's issues and problems, taking them all on our own shoulders. Yeah, that may help them, but it's really draining for our own energy. So putting yourself last even if you think you're being kind will make you resentful in the end. And then you're feeling resentful but you won't confront anybody because they might get angry with you and then that's another rejection. This resentment builds up and builds up and you just end up boiling over in the end with the negative emotions that have been pushed pushed down for so long. So you're risking a physical or mental collapse and possibly both. So how do you begin to stop people pleasing? Well, there's a few steps that I took that could help. When you're stopping being that people pleasing person that you've been for so long, it is hard to stop because that fear of rejection will be great at first. It will take time, but it is possible to change step by step. So a couple of things that I did is I learned to love myself because I remember telling myself, you're an adult now. You don't need everyone to like you, but you do need to like yourself. And I started looking in the mirror. And like when I looked in the mirror, looking really closely and telling myself that I loved myself. So think about when you look in the mirror, what do you see? Now, I asked a client this and she responded, I don't look in the mirror. I just can't bear it. And I understand that because I was like that once, but looking in the mirror and telling yourself you're a good and lovable person is important. And when you repeat the same thing over and over again, your brain starts to believe it because it's heard it so many times. So even if you don't believe it to begin with, keep telling yourself that you love yourself and eventually you will start to actually love yourself as I did. The next thing I did is I wrote out a greatness list, and this is another thing that I do advise or recommend my clients to do, and that is write out all the things in their life that they've achieved, like no matter how small, no matter how long ago, recent things, big things, small things, long ago things, everything you've achieved, passing exams, learning to swim, learning to read, doing a presentation at work, whatever you have done put it on your greatness list, because that is your proof to yourself. doesn't need to be proof to anybody else. They don't matter, but it's proof to yourself how much you actually have achieved in your life. And when I did that, I realized that subconsciously I'd been trying to live up to my father's high standards, even years after he'd passed away. And I realized that actually I didn't have anything to prove anymore. And this realization was actually quite liberating. So if you were to move everyone else's needs out of the way, what would be most important to you? What is it that you really love from your heart? And if you're not sure, then think about when was the last time you felt pure joy? So I was asked this by my own life coach a few years back. and. When I closed my eyes and thought what what really brings me joy I had a vision of being in nature and hearing the call of a bird of prey and so my coach then asked me what value does that represent freedom I said that was my immediate response freedom feeling free to be myself and that's actually quite revealing for someone who had been trying to keep everyone else happy and missing out on her own needs so When you do that exercise and you're looking at what's important to you, you can from there work out what your values are. So for me, spending time with my loved ones and close friends makes me happy. So the value there, I would say is connection. Being in nature makes me happy. So like I've said, that gives you the value of freedom, appreciating freedom. And I love doing things like working in my garden and I love writing. So creativity. If you want to, I do recommend working out what your values are, the things that are really important to you. You can base your values on the things you love to do. You can also think of things that annoy you because things that annoy you, like somebody turning up late for an appointment, then being on time may be a value of yours. Things that annoy you usually means that that is a value that's being stepped over. So if you think about your values, then the irritation you feel when you're people pleasing and you don't get any thanks for it, that could be because your values are being stepped on. So resentment and anger may be building up inside you because you don't feel that you're appreciated. You don't, you're not getting any gratitude. You're not getting any respect. And the more that these emotions get pushed down, the more the pressure builds up inside you. Once you've started to feel better about yourself, the next step is to start saying no. Now, this will be hard because if you think about what we said about people pleasing starting when we're very young, then keeping other people happy has become familiar to you but what you need to remember is you control your life. So you can make choices that are best for your physical and mental health. So when somebody asks you to do something that you want to say no to, but you actually end up saying yes, think about your values. So thinking about what value are you giving away? What are you ignoring when you're saying yes? Say for example, you've Planned to go to a workshop because you're trying to advance your career. And this workshop is a, like a once in a lifetime, it's really important to you. But your sister wants you to babysit and she could get somebody else or she could not go out. But you normally say yes and drop everything and help her, even though you feel irritated that she's asked you again at short notice again. So rather than canceling your plans, you could say to her, No, I, I'm sorry, but I have plans tonight and they're important to me. And at first she's going to be shocked. And at first she will probably push back and say, But, but you always babysit. Why, why are you making arrangements? You know, why aren't you at my beck and call? But this is not selfish. It's self care. This is what you need to do because this is setting healthy boundaries and you can do this around your personal life and your work life. So going the extra mile at work, taking on extra work to get yourself noticed and appreciated at work is a good thing. It helps you to stand out. But Staying late when everybody else has gone home to do somebody else's work or taking work home with you because you were called on to do other things at work during the day and you didn't get your own work done. So now you've got to do it at home. That's not helping anybody, particularly you. So you need to be saying no to those things at work and only doing the things that you will actually benefit from at the end of the day. And remember, no can be a sentence all on its own. You don't have to say no because or I'm sorry, but you don't have to say that. But it can be very difficult to suddenly give a a short, sharp no without a reason. So you might want to soften that by initially when you're feeling a little bit afraid of being rejected still, then say somebody says, can you spend a whole morning helping me move boxes or you know whatever and you don't want to you could say well actually I'm busy I can't spare the whole morning but I could spare you an hour how does that sound and then they can either accept it or leave it it's up to them but you've made a decision and you must stick to it you mustn't back down when they go but no I need you all morning don't say oh okay then you had a plan stick to it the secret then The real secret to success and living a life on your own terms, not worrying what anybody else thinks of you, is to circle back to that statement of self-love. Because the more you learn to love and respect yourself as a worthy individual, the less confrontational you'll feel when you say no. Plus, your self-confidence will go up. And then once you feel more self-confident and more self-belief in your own worth, then it won't matter what other people think of you. you. You won't take that into account quite so much. So I hope that helps. And if you are a people pleaser, I would love to know whether that has benefited you at all. But yeah, so this has been me talking for the last few minutes. And I hope that's been helpful and come back again soon. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. And I hope you enjoyed the conversation. All contact information is in the show notes for you. Have a lovely week and tune in again next Wednesday. Thank you.